Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. It is 11.09. It is the Shaletta Show sponsored by Otto Bremer Trust. My name is Shaletta Brundage and I am the host of the show. I bring you greetings from Clemens Stadium on the campus of St. John's University. They have their homecoming football game later this afternoon. They are taking on the Concordia Cobbers. And I tell you what, it has been a minute since I have been on a college campus and it is electric. Uh, everyone is here. They are all dressed up. I tell you, we got here at 7.30 this morning so we could park our Camping World RV and put the slide outs and have breakfast with the kids and, and get ready for the show. And we saw students already dressed up, painted from head to toe, red and white. And so my kids got their red and white on. I am in the athletic building. And guess what? Guess what? I am talking to the new president of both universities, St. Benedict and St. John's University. Dr. Brian Brees is on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. You know what? I am so excited to chat with you this morning. And I have to tell you, you have a great group of people here. They have made us feel so welcomed. They came by the RV this morning. Uh, Mike Carr did. And he asked me if I needed anything. And I told him, run to the liquor store because I forgot my great duck vodka at home. So I'm just waiting on him to get back. I'm just waiting on him to get back, Dr. Brian. Shaletta, this is so wonderful to have you here and your family joining us on this exciting day of homecoming and this uh, warm welcome that you received is a is a feature of both St. Ben's and St. John's. This idea of hospitality, helping mm-hmm. people feel welcome and, and feel valued is a, is a core tenant and we're so happy to have you on campus today helping us get a win today. Yes, and oh my gosh, the kids are so excited about the football game. Now, this is your first homecoming because, you know, you guys have this strong integration program going. Uh, You're the new president, got here this summer. Uh, Tell me all about this transition and this strong integration because you're the president of both colleges. Yeah, Shaletta, this is uh, quite something that there's nothing like it in American higher education where we want to make sure that the College of St. Benedict, St. John's University are distinctively uh, represented in the world for who, uh, it, for which each, uh, each, each institution is. But the board has asked us to uh, pursue what we call strong integration. That is taking great advantage of more strongly integrating the two campuses with one president, one leadership, and with common boards. And this is helping us to be more adaptive and responsive. And our hope is that 
uh, we're able to take exceptional outcomes. You know, number one and two in the state for uh, securing jobs for our graduates. Uh, fantastic four-year graduation rate, and one of the lowest uh, loan default rates in the country. Uh, take these great outcomes and just move them up even higher. Uh, and, you know, our focus is helping women and men flourish uh, through college and into the rest of their life. And this strong integration program is designed to help us be more adaptive, responsive, and produce even greater outcomes. We are talking talking to Dr. Brian Brees. He is the president of the College of St. Benedict and St. John's University. And, and Dr. Brian, I just have to say my son Andrew is on a tour right now. This is his first um, college tour. Uh, he's in 11th grade right now. And, and, you know, someone told me now's the time. Don't wait until they're a senior in high school um, visiting. You know, what's the one thing that um, you want to make sure when, when parents are looking for colleges for their students and they come to the campus? and they take the tour. What's the one thing you want to make sure they take away? Well, Shalita, I'm glad that your son Andrew has taken a tour of, of St. John, St. Ben's today. I, I think the single most important thing for high school students when they're looking at college is to get on campus, maybe even more than once, and just imagine yourself on this campus, interacting, engaging, you know, get in a classroom, uh, eat in the dining hall, uh, take a, a really good look at the place and get a, a good understanding of what it's like and what it means and how are students uh, received uh, on campus and what's the experience like. We know that the single best predictor of success in college is not academic aptitude, although it, uh, that always helps. The single best predictor of success in college is the extent to which students engage themselves in the life of the campus. Mm. And so we want students to first and foremost feel welcome and see all the ways that they can get engaged, whether that's in athletics or whether it's a club organization or studying abroad or whatever those things are that interest them and get them excited. If a student can feel that kind of connection, we know they'll be successful. Now, I was excited about this university because you have something um, that is near and dear to my heart, an entrepreneurship program, the Donald McNeely Center for Entrepreneurship. You know, I have a small business. I'm a a certified African-American and woman-owned business. ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com is my podcasting platform and production company. And, you know, I'm, I'm starting this journey at 50. Dr. Bryant, and, and so there's a lot of things that I'm learning. Um, I'm making mistakes along the way. I'm learning on the fly. But, and, and you know, I just wish that I had a program uh, like the Donald McNeely Center for Entrepreneurship where you all partner students, the scholars in the program, with 10 mentors. So they're learning lessons on how to own their own businesses and, and have their own companies in college. I'd never heard of anything like that. Talk to me about this program. Well, the McNeely Center is just a fabulous example of the way we engage students in what we call high-impact practices. And that in this case, you know, these scholars are engaged in what it means to imagine their own ideas come to life in a business. And, and what does it mean uh, to shape a business? How do you build a business plan? How do you take your ideas uh, through that process. And this is the kind of experience, this deep engagement with real-life opportunities. And we, we know that, you know, over 60% of high school students have ideas that they imagine to be in a, in a business someday. So how can you take that kind of entrepreneurial spirit and coach and teach them and show them, you know, how to take their ideas and, and bring them to fruition? So whether you're 17, 18, or 15, Shaletta, you can uh, you can do this, and so it's exciting to hear you adventuring 
down this path too. I'm also looking at one of your uh, one of your publications. Brandon spots his sign. What a what a cool resource that is. Oh my gosh, I have been passing that book out like flyers today. Because let me tell you, when we drove up in that Camping World RV and <laughs> your team met us out there um, on campus and directed us over and we parked that RV and put the slide out. I'm, I'm here to tell you, Jim Platten showed up and, you know, he loved on the kids and, and then Mike Carr showed up and, and so many people stopped by and I've just been, you know, they've just been so kind to me. I'm like, wait a minute, I got some books or something in here. You know, I just want to, you know, reciprocate the love and the hospitality that we receive. Now, you got to tell me, am I getting the VIP treatment or is that how you treat everybody? Oh, that's the Benedictine spirit of hospitality just just naturally playing itself out. And I, it sounds like your RV might be the party central. I'm going to have to find that <laughs> RV and show up here uh, pregame. <laughs> That sounds like fun. Now, listen, I don't want you to go anywhere. I got to take a quick break. But when we come back, can you talk to me about the alumni referral scholarship? Because when everybody found out I was going to be broadcasting my show live from the university for homecoming, I got so many dings and pings and DMs from alumni talking about how amazing the campus is. Um, and, and again, we were coming to bring Andrew at the behest of Jim Platten and so many others who have uh, graduated from this institution. And I want to talk about that program and why there's a spirit of pride, no matter how long ago folks have graduated from this university, um, they still have a connection and a love to it. We're going to continue our conversation with Dr. Brian Brees when we come back. I've never seen anything like it, okay? Um, I am a graduate from University of Houston School of Communication. Great campus. I love it. I uh, have been back to my uh, Sean's alma mater, uh, Florida A&M University in Tallahassee, as well as Meharry Medical College in Nashville. But the alumni support here at St. John's, where I'm broadcasting this show live today. It's their homecoming. They take on the Concordia Cobbers this afternoon. My son Andrew is on a tour. The alumni support here at this university, I've, I, I haven't experienced anything like it. And I've got to ask uh, Dr. Brian Brees about it. He is the new president of the College of St. Benedict and St. John's University. Uh, you've been here since the summer. The alumni support, was this surprising for you? Because for me, it's overwhelming. I was like, I got to go back and do more for my school. Uh, just <laughs> coming here to, to, to St. John's and seeing what the alumni here are doing. Shaletta, it's really quite amazing. The College of St. Benedict and St. John's University have this legendary, we call it Benny Johnny Network, and I, I've never seen anything like it either. I've been in higher ed for 30 years, but there's such a high degree of affinity, such deep uh, appreciation for the experience that our graduates have had that they they just uh, really enjoy giving back and participating. Uh, we have the uh, the highest uh, participation in, in terms of fan attendance at football games I expect over 13,000, 14,000 fans in the stadium today, and that's pretty remarkable for a Division Three athletic program. But what's really driving this is for both campuses, St. Ben's and St. John's, just a deep, deep love of the place. And so we see them engaged in all sorts of ways, helping students with internships, mentoring, uh, coaching them along the way, uh, coming back to campus and reliving some of those glory days when they were students. 
And you mentioned earlier the uh, alum referral program. We have uh, such a strong network of graduates that help us recruit students that we, we recognize that great tradition. Uh, every referral uh, that comes through an alum, uh, the student receives $1,000 per year. So it's a $4,000 uh, referral scholarship that we offer any, uh, any student, incoming student who receives a referral for an alum. And, and that's just one way that the, our graduates really give back and participate and, and help you know, carry on the, the legendary uh, reputation of uh, Benny's and Johnny's uh, giving back to the two institutions they love so much. And I just have to tell you, Jim Platten, uh, one of my uh, ex-husband's best buddies, uh, in 2014, mm-hmm. he, he got that D- Distinguished Alumnus uh, Award, the highest honor for the Alumni Association that, that they give out to anybody. And, you know, when I first met him, I was just like, wow, he is just always up on this campus. Uh, uh, does he not have a job? Okay, he does have a job. <laughs> this is also, it was just like, I couldn't figure out, I thought he worked here, like this was his full-time job. Like he was always here. And then I realized that it's just a, a, you know, a love of the campus, a love of the community. He is mentoring these kids. He like knows all the terminology and and knows how to speak the language. He was talking to my son, Andrew, uh, before he went on a tour this morning. And I was like, I have no idea what they're saying, but he's speaking the language. (laughs) They could be plotting to kill me over here. I would know, but he has such a connection with these young people, um, and, and they so trust him. And, and that's kind of, you know, just the feeling I get from, you know, uh, the uh, the graduates that are back here, especially today for homecoming, that, you know, they, they just have such good hearts for these young people. Yeah, they do. And Jim's a great example of it. Not only do they love the institution, but they see, like I do, in these young students, high school students, you know, choosing colleges and, of course, the students at St. Ben's and St. John's, they give us such hope. You know, when you're around young people that are exploring their future and imagining what it means and, uh, to be a principled leader in society, making a difference for the common good, uh, recognizing the dignity of each human person, that kind of activity, that kind of experience that St. Ben's and St. John's offers is just it's captivating. And I think what you see is just a, a genuine spirit and love of the place that, you know, manifests itself in so many different ways. And we have very high expectations for our students to, to engage in the world in meaningful ways, to recognize the dignity of other people, and to really live principled, purpose, purposeful lives. And, and that's, that's, I think, what you see when you have a, a full community like St. Ben's and St. John's driving together toward those kinds of outcomes. There's the kind of spirit and the charism of the place. Well, I got to ask you before you go, because I know you have got to get ready. You got folks waiting on you, the big homecoming game. Uh, In case you all missed it, I am talking to Dr. Brian Brees. He is the president of the College of St. Benedict and St. John's University on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. And it is homecoming. They are taking on the Concordia Cobbers this afternoon. And me and my entire family are here on this beautiful campus. But, Dr. Brian, we got to talk honestly and openly right now because the world that we graduated from college in is not the world that we um, are graduating our children from college in. How mm-hmm. do you prepare these students? They come to St. Benedict and St. John's and, and you all build them up and, and you know, there's such a, a community of commitment and, you know, you all are teaching them to be courageous and also to have character. 
and they're going out into this world and it is evil and it is vicious and it is mean and it is hateful. How do you prepare these kids to be their best selves when they are going out in, into this world, this world that doesn't have a Jim Platten, you know, uh, patting them on the back and, and doesn't have a, a Dr. Brian um, and Dr. Brian's wife, uh, you know, telling mm-hmm. them that they could be everything that they want to be and, and encouraging them that, that doesn't have mentors um, like the entrepreneurial program that you have or alumni who are going to be there to fan their flame so that they could burn brightly and be a light in this world. How do you get them ready for this world that we live in today? Well, that's a great question. Shaletta, you just captured the essence and the reason why St. Ben's and St. John's are so important right now in the world, because we live in a very fractured, polarized world with lots of conflict and tension and dissonance. And so we bring students into this experience, this educational experience um, that has a liberal arts tradition, some Benedictine values are present. We're asking students to think about the common good and matters much bigger than any one person. And we're asking them to think deeply. We're encouraging them to embrace difference, to engage globally, to serve graciously, and to live courageously. It's these kinds of outcomes that really Uh, characterize the experience, but it's what we believe enables these young women and men to flourish. And after all, what we're doing here is helping uh, college students, women and men, uh, discover their full potential and and to go out in the world and to live principled, purposeful lives for the very reasons that you articulated. And it can be daunting, but when you're, when you're with these faculty and staff that uh, so care for these students and care for their education and well-being, and when you see them go out in the world and actually do the things that we know we aspire for them, it's quite exciting. It's very hopeful. And it's what drives um, who we are at St. Ben's and St. John's. And it's what gives us great purpose uh, in the world. And, and it's uh, why uh, Carol, my wife, and I have uh, committed to these two places and just feel so humbled to be a part of uh, two institutions that are so committed to graduating students that are principled and purposeful and making a difference in the world. Well, Dr. Brian, give my best to your wife, Carol. I was just telling my best friend, Fanshawn, uh, about this place, and I can't wait for her to come and visit and, and you know, we take in a, another game. Or uh, I saw the kids in there swimming, and, you know, I'm, I see what, what you guys are doing in golf. The athletics is amazing, and the campus is beautiful, and, and your staff and your team have been very kind to our family. Thank you so much for joining me on the Shaletta Show. Shaletta, thanks for having me. I hope you can meet Carol soon. I do, too. I do, too. And I like to eat and drink. So if she likes to eat and drink, we are about to be new best friends. Let's do this. This is going to be fun. Thanks, Shaletta. (laughs) All right. You have a great day. And y'all don't go anywhere. Stick around. We've got more. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more. Game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? 
Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Where to come. Carrie, I'm sitting up here trying to tag uh, President uh, Brees on Twitter, and I can't find him, so I'm just going to tag his wife. Um, I know that anytime somebody wanted to reach my husband when I was married, if they couldn't find him, they would come call me. So what I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to tag uh, Dr. Brees' uh, wife and then, you know, maybe she'll uh, make sure to tag him because I cannot find him on Twitter. I would ask you for help, but here you ain't got no Twitter. Nope. So nope. that ain't going to help you. <laughs> cannot help me. I don't know. Girl, I, girl, when Twitter goes down, I get the itching. I'm telling you, I, I don't know how you're doing it. But, but you know what? It is a time stealer because I notice that everything I do, I do a little bit slower because I'm usually tagging or uh, looking at something or uh, terrorizing poor Rusty in the newsroom um, <laughs> on, on, on social media. So, so, so it, it, it is a good thing. Um, you know, if, if you really want to get your time back, cause it, it will take you, it will take your time away from you. Mm-hmm. I, I tell you, so you, you may have something there, but let me tell you about something I found out about. Um, one thing I love doing um, now that the kids are in school is meeting with folks again. You know, during the pandemic, um, we were homeschooling and there was very little opportunity for me to leave the house, for me to engage uh, with other people. Everything was done virtually. And now that the kids are back in school, I have a little time during the day to get out and stretch my legs and and find out about new programs and, and, and folks in the community who are doing amazing things. And so I had to ask uh, Rebecca Slaby, the executive director of AmazeWorks in St. Paul, to join me on the show to talk more about Amaze Works, uh, the work that they do, and how they are helping the community. And she is joining us now on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Rebecca, thank you so much for being on the Shaletta Show. Hello, good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I am just excited about Amaze Works. I don't know how you slipped over, above, through, under, or alongside my radar, and I have not been um, helping or promoting or working or volunteering or donating or something because you all are doing amazing work. Tell me about Amaze Works. Absolutely. So, uh, Amaze Works actually has been around for 26 years. We're actually celebrating um, our in person first in-person event on Thursday it's our we're calling it our 25 plus one anniversary uh, because we missed the 25th anniversary because of the pandemic uh, but um, we our mission is to champion equity and belonging and our core work is rooted in anti-bias education um, which it actually comes out of early childhood um, but it it is about how we get uh, how we can 
support adults in having regular and intentional conversations with each other um, and also with children starting from a very young age on identity difference and bias because research shows that having as few as five um, explicit conversations with children around race and other differences actually lowers their bias levels, right? So how is it, what are the tools and resources, what's the mindset and the skills that you need to have um, and cultivate in order to have um, those really important conversations? Uh, and so our core work is, um, has been supporting schools and educators, um, and we have a variety of different curriculum and resources to support those conversations. I am uh, loving it. I love everything about it. You know, I was working with a professor at Duke University when my first book, Cameron Goes to School, came out. Um, she found out about it, asked me to send her some copies, and she was using it um, as a teaching tool for her students. And what they found in some settings was that this was the first time that these kids had actually gotten a hold of a book with a diverse character on it. That wasn't a historical figure like a Dr. King or Rosa Parks or Fannie Lou Hamer. This was just a little girl, uh, you know, who looked, you know, ha had similar um, experiences as them. She had a brothers, uh, she had a mom and a dad, and she had an experience to share. Uh, talk to me about um, how can parents uh, who say, I want to raise my child um, to be more inclusive. I, I want to make sure that I'm doing everything that I can because, you know, as a new parent or a young parent, you don't know what you don't know. Um, how is AmazeWorks equipping parents as well as educators to make sure that they are teaching um, our youngest learners how to be more inclusive? Well, I think you hit it right on the head when you were talking about picture books and storytelling, uh, and and that's how we were we were actually born. We were born in a Minneapolis public schools because um, a, a little girl Ellie, who was second grade, um, just had her eighth birthday, and all the students in the class wrote her cards. Um, but because Ellie had two lesbian moms, one of the cards that came home was a, a little hate message, and it said, I hate you, girl lover. Uh, and so the moms, of course, were upset. Ellie, I always find it interesting that 26 years ago, Ellie never saw the card herself. Um, <laughs> but um, they, the moms took the card back to the school and said, what do we do about this? You know, they had been very involved in the school community, community and they knew that mm -hmm. they would face bias at some point, but they were shocked that it came um, from a child. The form from, of, a from a child, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, and so the school said, you know, let's turn this into a teachable moment. Let's use picture books and storytelling to expose children to different family structures. Um, and um, in education, we talk about it as um, uh, windows and mirrors, right, coming from this idea that how is it that we can have um, enough mirrors to see ourselves reflected in, you know, curriculum, in the media, in society, in really healthy, affirming ways um, that just normalize differences, right, um, and diversity instead of, as you said, right, it's not just always in the form of like Dr. King or Rosa Parks mm -hmm. or, mm -hmm. you know, for me, I'm I'm a Korean-American adoptee and I never had any 
windows or mirrors, you know, or I, sorry, I never had any mirrors um, to see myself like really reflected in the society aside from like Jackie Chan or, you know, Connie Chung um, growing up. And so, um, and so that, that, that is such an important way to use those picture books to um, affirm healthy identities, but then also um, give children a window into the lives and identities of people who are different from them, right? And and then normalize being able to talk about those differences and then the impact of those differences. Um, and the fact is, is that some different, we live in a hierarchical society and some differences mm-hmm are valued um, and and some are stigmatized and marginalized. And so how do we then talk about the bias? Um, And that's, you know, our primary curriculum uses picture books and we write lessons to Mm -hmm. help um, both caregivers and um, educators have those conversations. Okay. Now listen, you're going to have to stick around uh, with me for another break because one of the things about this show is that people are listening and interacting with me in real time. The conversation does not stop because the guest leaves or because we go to commercial break. Uh, Linnea and Tom and Brenda and so many others are chiming in in my DMs um, and and also posting on my timeline. And I see that Charlotte um, just posted on my timeline on Facebook. She is listening. She is in the car. Um, and, And so, you know, Charlotte is an amazing mom. And like many Minnesota women who are white they have mixed race children and so you don't know what you don't know I know how to have the conversations I know how to talk to my kids because I was a black woman so I understand what black women are going to experience and go through and Charlotte has done an amazing job of educating her child of surrounding her with so many positive images of of African American uh, women like myself she's got my books there for her daughter to read um but there are so many others um my girlfriends who uh, are white women who have black babies who say i am not equipped i don't know what to do i am a white woman i only know what you told me you experienced it it's not my lived experience how can i prepare my daughter for that life i want you to talk to me when we come back from the break because we got to take a quick commercial break about first steps for these moms these caregivers you know they don't have professional development classes uh rebecca they don't have uh you know handbooks and blueprints for this and and so i want you to talk to me about what amaze works is doing for them we'll be right back It is 1149. You are listening to News Talk 830 WCCO Radio, your good neighbor station. It's the Shaletta Show, sponsored by Otto Bremer Trust. My name is Shaletta Brundage, and I am the host of the show. We're going to continue our conversation with Rebecca Slaby. She is the executive director of Amaze Works in St. Paul. She is joining us on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. And Rebecca, before the break, we were talking about um white women raising mixed race boys and girls you know and, and i I'm, i've been teaching my son since he was three listen this is what you do um if there are police around if they tell you to do something don't talk back if 
um, you know, if they if somebody accuses you of something, you even if you didn't do it, you don't respond. You just follow instructions. The police are not your friends. They are here to do a job. You respect them and you follow instructions. If there needs to be, um, you know, any kind of clarification, if there's a misunderstanding, mommy and daddy will come in and we will fight for you. But you do not fight for yourself. You do not fight back. You do not ask for a badge number. And, and I remember when our kids were growing up and, and I had white girlfriends with black babies, you know, they just didn't understand. They thought I was being the paranoid mom. Um, and, and so once George Floyd happened, um, they called mm-hmm. for tips. They call chill out. Okay, so that conversation that you were having with Andrew, I understand now. I'm sorry. Listen, what can I say to my child? Because what I explained to them, Rebecca, was that your whiteness is not going to save him. If he is in the car and there's a tail light out or there's a headlight out or he forgets to put on a turn signal or if he has an air freshener hanging from the roof of his car, if they're looking for a kid um, matching the description and then they run up on him, you know, having a white mama is not going to keep him safe in that moment. He has to know what to do in that. You you, you start that education at home and, and, you know, it's a steep learning curve if you haven't lived it. Talk to me about, you know, how you are helping caregivers like my friend Charlotte, who has a, a little black girl who has to grow up in today's society. Absolutely. Oh, so that, you went deep. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, the thing is, is that we all have to continue to do our own work around our own identities. And, and the thing is, is that we live in racialized bodies. Mm-hmm. But white-bodied people do not have that awareness of race as such an integral part of their identities. You know, generally, white people do not think that race is in the room unless a person of color is in the room, right? So if you never, if you do not have an awareness of how your own racial identity is being experienced out in the world, of course, you don't know how your your children, uh, your black and brown multiracial children are going to be experiencing the world from the, their racialized identities. And so how is it that parents, one, can do their own work and understand um, what it means to live in a racialized body, both whether you're white bodied or you're a black and brown body, you know, what does that mean? Um, and then, you know, and then don't be afraid of having the conversations. A lot of parents will often think that, uh, especially of younger children, that, oh, my my children are colorblind. They don't see race. Um, And they'll say things like, um, you know, my child will play with anyone on the playground. doesn't matter what they look like, what their race is, their ability, or anything like gender, you know. And that is true, um, but it doesn't mean that, that, that young children are colorblind. Um, or that they don't notice the difference. They just haven't absorbed enough of societal messages at younger ages to to be, act on the value judgments that society has will tell them eventually, right? That um, you're supposed to act one way towards this difference and another way towards this difference. They just haven't ingrained the biases around those differences, but they're still noticing it, right? So by six months of age, babies are starting to notice race-based differences. Um, toddlers as young as two years old are starting to use racial categories to, to mm-hmm. um, help to understand behavior. So the more that you can understand 
racial identity development in children and do your own work as a parent around how your race shows up in the world, um, that will help you to not be afraid of the conversations, not be afraid of the questions. Um, there is this one of my favorite books um, for talking to young children about race is um, All the Colors We Are. Um, and it's a really um, short little um, children's picture book, although um, I think they use for, um photographs of real people, mm -hmm. but it talks mm -hmm. about, right, where does race, where does skin color come from? It talks about ancestry and melanin, um, and it really helps um, equip parents and educators with starting to talk about skin color differences outside of the categories of race to get comfortable talking about those differences and, and that children will say the darndest things. Um, yes, and they, they will. Yeah, they might comment. They might say things like, you know, her skin is dirty or, you know, um, you know, why does my skin color look so different from that child's, you know, or he has brown skin. It's not, you know, it's, it's, it's the color of poop, right? <laughs> like kids mm -hmm. will say things like that. It doesn't actually mean that they're racist or that they're making a value judgment, they're putting words to the observations. They learn the values from our reactions. Right. And it, that's why it's so important to have these conversations. And I'm so glad. And that's why it was so important to have you on the show today. Rebecca Slaby, the executive director of Amaze Works in St. Paul. This has been an eye-opening, thought-provoking and difficult discussion to have but if we don't talk about it who will you know the one thing i say on the shaletta show is change begins with a conversation that's how change starts change doesn't start because you jump up and start doing something change begins when people start talking and that talk turns into action and so that's why it's so important that we have these crucial conversations on this show. Actually, the old boss wanted to call it crucial conversations with Shaletta, but that was just too many damn consonants. So we just shortened it all and called it the Shaletta Show. And there's more of the Shaletta Show coming up. Y'all stick around. Don't go anywhere. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 
the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.